Did you hear that? What? What? That. That noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. It's the Horror Comedy Podcast. My name is Haley. I'm your host. I get high. And it's Wednesday, which means I'm going to read to you some scary stories that I find on the internet. If you have something that you would like to share, it can be scary. It can be carry. I mean, like, it could be like a story about your cat or something. We accept that too. It could be a story about how your grandma is like a serial killer. Um, as featured in the show Killer Grandma, which I saw on Hulu. Uh, if you have a Killer Grandma, please email it to me at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com or DM it to us on Instagram at THC Podcast. Uh, that's P-O-T-C-A-S-T. We're also on Facebook now, and we would love to hear from you. I really appreciate you guys listening. It means the world to me. It's really funny because we had um, a listener email and he, it was Caesar, and he was talking about how he went under anesthesia and he was really scared he was going to wake up because of our podcast. Um, I'm going under anesthesia tomorrow, and I'm very afraid that I'm going to wake up because of the story that I told on the anesthesia episode of our podcast. So I'm sorry that I did that to you guys. Don't listen to it. It's a terrible mistake. I'll still be here for an episode on Sunday. It just might be a little loopier than usual. And that's fine. This week, I have a story from the Paranormal Board of 4chan. It's by an anonymous user, October 7th, 2013. And they said, I asked a friend if he knows anyone who had access to some tools I needed to finish a project. He says, sure. He knows a guy from work that would be happy to help. Apparently, he was interested in the same kind of art. But my friend warns me that this guy, he's like a little bit off. I drive my friend to work one day, and while I'm there, he introduces me to the guy. The guy seems really distant and withdrawn. He shakes my hand, and we chat a bit. He seems really interested in the woodwork I was doing, and we talked about sculptures and such for a little bit. You know, just like things we'd learned, tools we used, stuff like that. The guy warms up a little to me, and I ask if it would be alright if I checked out some of his stuff. He hesitantly agrees. Kind of like when you're trying to come up with an excuse, but you just can't. And he tells me to swing by that night. We can chat over a few beers. That sounds great. So I'm like, yeah, definitely. No problem. Later that night, I get a call. And it's the guy. He sounds a little bit shaken up. He says things are kind of chaotic at home. And right now isn't a good time. And he says that he'll call me some other time. I'm like, whatever. Sure, man. Two weeks go by. And the guy calls one afternoon. He says that things have settled down. And he wants me to bring over some of my works as well. To compare and blah blah blah. I say sure dude and I start to head over. I notice that this guy lives in the middle of fucking nowhere. 
I'd had to call him up just to find his house. It's at the end of a long driveway on a beautiful more than an acre of land. The driveway is littered with trees, and his house is actually pretty nice. As I come up the driveway, something strikes me odd about the trees I'm passing. They all have faces carved into them, facing the driveway. They are twisted, hanged faces. I didn't think much of it. I make some pretty morbid shit myself. And in fact, I was very impressed. The amount of detail was staggering. Looking out onto the tree line of the property, I realized that every tree had a pained face looking in on the house, almost like the woods were watching you wherever you were. This actually kind of creeped me out. Looking out was like seeing a hundred or so white, crying faces. It was almost like they wanted your attention. So I knock on the guy's door, and he answers with a beer in hand, and he seems much friendlier than before. He helps me carry some of my stuff in, and he shows me around. He seems pretty cool. I begin to notice each room has one of those same damned faces hanging above the doorframe, and the more I saw them, the more I felt sick. Up close, the faces were more detailed than what I had imagined. They were almost surreal. I asked him what his focus on the faces was for, and the guy kind of tensed up and dodged my question. Upon entering his workshop, which was fucking sweet, by the way, he seemed to have other interests besides creepy faces. He had entire seven-foot sculptures of women, men, animals, and all kinds of other things, and they were all very well done and one with a tarp in the back, just chillin' there. I asked, and he said that he wasn't done with it yet, so I left it alone. It was right in front of a door that I think led to another room. We begin working on stuff together, trading stories and times we had accidentally injured ourselves. Suddenly the subjects change, and the guy asks me what I think about God. I tell him I'm not very religious, but I don't rule anything out. The guy starts getting a bit loud, saying that God is a blatant lie, and he was told so. So I ask, by who? He kind of silenced for a moment, and then abruptly asked me if I believed in spirits. I gave him the same kind of answer. It's possible. He starts looking around the room, as if seeing if anyone else was around, and then his voice gets super soft, and he kind of whispers for a moment I see things in the woods at dusk I can see their shadows sometimes they whisper from the trees and I can hear them fucking nope obviously this guy is mentally disturbed I egg him on I ask what they tell him all kinds of other questions he says that they say God is a lie. Only thing after death is darkness. He says they laugh at him and leave dead animals at his tree line. I'm officially creeped out at this point. He said for a while they visited him at night and each face carving represented a different spirit that had visited him. He says they can't stand looking at themselves in death, so they won't step within the tree line, which is why he has carved the entire thing out. I'm completely silent at this point. I hadn't had goosebumps so bad since I was a kid, and chills just running up my spine. 
He told me that they can talk to him from the tree line at night, and they always try to get him to leave his home. I eagerly try to change the subject. The guy looks down and just keeps talking. He's pale as a sheet, and he was obviously genuinely afraid. He even kind of looks like he's starting to cry. He lets me know that I'm the only person he's told, even though I'm a stranger, and he says, you know, sorry that I let this all out on you even though I don't know you that well. I'm just scared, and I, I don't know what to do anymore. I try my best to awkwardly console this guy, even though he is a stranger, and the guy actually kind of starts to break down. I think he needs help, but it's not my place to give it to him. Regrettingly, I ask him why he's afraid. He says that the faces don't work anymore, and two weeks ago, he found something terrible standing in his living room. Huh? He walks over to the tarped sculpture and pulls the tarp off to reveal the most mangled, most terrible thing I have ever seen. It hardly resembled a human being. It was terrifying to have imagined this guy seeing this thing standing in his living room. Shortly after, I hear a loud bang on the wall to my right. I nearly jump out of my skin. This guy didn't even flinch. And then again, I hear the loud bang and it just kept going continuously. It was like hail hitting a tin roof. The guy screams, stop it, and it ceases. After that, I grabbed my shit, tell the guy I'm sorry, and got out of there as quickly as possible. As I'm leaving his home and driveway, I look into the rearview mirror. The tree line is darker than I've ever seen. The guy calls a week later and apologizes. He says he was being silly and everything is okay now. My friend says that the guy quit, and I never hear from him again. This is from another anonymous user from a paranormal board, and it's from June, nope, September 6, 2018. This fella says, I have a buddy who was a Marine and a former Army Guard guy. He told me a different kind of story about his first trip to Iraq. He was a Gulf War vet, but he stopped in Kuwait in, like, 05. He was on a squad as a leader, and he was excused from guard duty. But there was another soldier who told him a spooky story. The guy, we'll call him Joe, went to his post one night, but his buddy didn't show up. So the dudes he was relieving split up, with one staying at the post and the other heading off. Not too much later, a soldier neither of them recognizes shows up and relieves the holdover guy. Our hero tries to chat him up, but the guy is really quiet, and he mostly just like grunts at them and shit. At some point, Joe yawns, and he's really feeling the pull, and the new guy says, Go ahead, man. I'll keep watch. It's the least I can do. Joe's like, Fuck it. Thanks, bro. And the guy says, No problem. I know what it's like to be tired. And Joe racks out. Morning comes with his relief kicking the shit out of him for A, being asleep, and B, being alone. Obviously, Joe is in deep shit. He explained to his commander that his buddy didn't show up, but some other guy did, and he gives the guy's name. The commander is shocked and asks him if he thinks that this is a fucking joke, because that man had been killed earlier in the year. Joe swears he's telling the truth and says they can get the guy from the previous night to verify his story. So they go and they grab him, and he tells the exact same story. 
The soldier he doesn't know comes up, relieves him, and assumes the post with Joe. So Joe got punished, but not crucified, and the rest of the tour, there were other accounts of meeting the same guy, but nobody took him up on his offer of relief or nap time again. The rule became to just tell him his watch is already done, and he can go rest whenever he was seen. Eventually, he stopped showing up. Another anonymous user from January 18, 2017 said, This is a ghost story, but it does have brief mentions of uh, lynchings and enslaved black people, so little trigger warning there. I posted this on another thread, but it seems more appropriate here. My local town has the legend of the Ghost Bridge. The bridge is way out in the woods on what used to be a plantation. Supposedly, black enslaved people would be hung there by being roped up and pushed off the top of the bridge. The idea is to sit on the edge and look down. You're supposed to feel a push. A group of us load up in a truck and head down there. We cross the bridge and park in a clearing next to it. The bridge is wooden, about 200 feet across a 10-foot deep stream. It's definitely tall enough to hang someone from. Somehow, over the years, it has become a dumping ground. In the clear water under the bridge, you could see a sunken washing machine in that weird 60s green, and an old car chassis, probably dating from the 30s, and some random other items like, you know, bicycle frames and metal scraps. It's creepy even without being a ghost bridge. We sit down, and some even claim that they feel the push. One of the girls screams and starts crying and pointing upstream towards the far bank. She tells us she can see a little girl staring at her. No one else can see it, though, so we all think she just freaked herself out. But the fun is gone now. She's shaken up pretty badly, and she just wants to sit in the car. Honestly, it's time to go. My buddy cranks up the truck and tries to leave, but the ground was still wet from the rains the night before, and the truck had sank into the clay. He gets himself good and stuck, and the guy we know can tow us out is just getting off work and won't be able to come for about an hour. We pile out and start looking for wood to shove under the tires for traction. There's not much in the area, but plenty down by the banks under the bridge. Needless to say, no one is happy about being down under that bridge near all the history and the trash. Only me and one other guy volunteer to go down there. I'm gathering an armful, and suddenly I get the feeling that I'm being watched. I look over towards the bridge, and I see an older black man in tattered overalls, just staring at me. I could feel hatred seething from him. The whole thing with the old man lasts about five seconds before he disappears. Hill to the nope. I'm done, son. I'm pretty sure I just saw the ghost of one of the enslaved people that was hung from that bridge, and shit is about to go down. I turn to the guy next to me and I tell him we're not safe here. We gotta go and get back to the truck now. He calls me a pussy and I'm like, fair enough, but I'll be back safe with the group. I don't even make it back to the truck before he screams and begs for help. Nope, 2.0, you guys go get him. The other two guys in our group go down and come back carrying him. They lay him in the bed of the truck his ankle is already turning a nasty shade of purple. According to him, his feet flew out from under him and he fell on it all fucked up trying to catch himself before he fell in some rocks. He wouldn't even look me in the eye. 
We ended up just sitting in the truck until help arrived. And I've never been back to that bridge. Look, this was an excellent episode. I fucking loved it. I hope you guys loved it. Um, I'm going to be recovering from surgery this week. So if you have any scary stories or anything entertaining, any podcast recommendations, TV shows you're binging, email it to us at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com or DM it to us on Instagram at thpodcast. Um, don't forget to drink water. And we'll see you on Sunday for a full-length episode.